All right, Sarah Hathaway, before we start the show, before we do anything else, we need to start with a compliment. What is your major compliment for going home by a period American? My major compliment is definitely for my girl, Sweet Tea. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I got to give it up to Sweet Tea, which is really great. I wasn't familiar with it before I started dating a young man from the South. Uh Um, And then I, I have since encountered it and it is like i could never drink it more than maybe twice a year but it is very good is it indeed like crack no i'm a normal person with a normal sugar intake (laughs) so i can't drink it as much as a big manly man like morgan can it's probably because i'm a woman uh but but it's very sweet depending on where you get it from careful with that because because if you can't handle that sweet tea, you'll accidentally shoot someone in the head. As a woman, <laughs> I might shoot someone in the head. The sweet tea startled me. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> uh, Ezra, welcome back. Good to have you. What's your major compliment? Um, well, so you know, this is a book about people surviving in a, you know, a world without a lot of things. Um, you know, without uh, like most things that are electric, I guess. Uh, so I like that. You know, but a random number of things where, that are. Yeah, uh, well, unless you're, unless you're, unless you did a good job somehow, I don't know. <laughs> unless you're very self-reliant, <laughs> like unless you use the electricity but don't need the electricity, I don't know. Right. Um, but the thing that I like is that you, he somehow he accidentally set up a world where BMX bandits could go really far in the world. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, instead of throwing flour on your face, they need guns. But well, but but right, like like he, uh, it takes him like I don't know two weeks ago, like 250 miles, like on, on a bike, you could do that way shorter time and like look pretty sick at the same time. If I, if I understand BMXing. Yeah. And there are things like, uh, you know, wreckage and other things that are probably got turned into ramps. So now mm-hmm. there's just more. <laughs> yeah. There's probably ramps everywhere. You could ramp over a lot of dead bodies. <laughs> yes. A lot of jumps to do. I'm going to go next. Mine like Sarah is, uh, my compliment is for the food, which is they eat, Eggs and bacon for pretty much every single breakfast, despite the world ending. And I like a heavy Ooh, breakfast. Thank you. <laughs> I don't like that he likes bacon what? so much, but I do like grits and biscuits and gravy and eggs. And I just like a heavy breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would there be mm-hmm. eggs, scones, waffles? I don't know if no, scones fruit. are not manly enough, but biscuits for sure. Uh, oh, bis- that's, that's right. Yeah. Oh, handmade Some preserves meats. that you're going to put on the biscuit, but there's still gravy. Wait, Alex, what about a scone? A scone in the shape of a dong. Is that manly enough? Uh, mm, still not manly, scone. Ezra. What? Yeah. I don't know if you understand manhood then, my friend. <laughs> I, I want your card I, back. Like like a cucumber? The manliest vegetable, the wienermobile, the manliest car. Mm-hmm. And I, it would probably mm. still run after the government-mandated <laughs> apocalypse. Chris, that leaves you. What's your major compliment? Uh, you know, I was inspired by an earlier conversation we just had with Sarah, um, and I realized that, like one of my movie heroes, Dominic Toretto, Morgan <laughs> Carter, is all about family. He um. is, that's his entire goal here, and his motto might as well be ride or die. And uh, I just yeah. I have to say, sir, I salute you. And His, everyone I think it's ride right or furious, murder so. other people. You think it's really murder or murder? Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read and Weep. We're a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television, and home of the compliment sandwich. That's right. Each week, we review a topic selected by one of our generous, fabulous sponsors, and we start and end every show with a compliment. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me, as always, from Brooklyn, New York, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter, Mr. Chris Smith. Hey, Alex. I just want to get back to my family. Without me, they might be violated by other men. Or, I mean, they turned out fine, which I did like. Yeah, they were fine because I'd yeah. done a lot of prep. Yeah, uh, I I, solar panels. They should be taking me. Preps, they would be in a shed with a pedophile. Oh, yeah. Uh, should we say trigger warning at this point? Yeah, this uh, one, I was just figuring this one would be a trigger warning. A literal trigger, ladies. Uh, there's guns. Uh, also joining us today on on third mic in Northern California, plugged directly into his Ethernet. It's Ezra Fox. <laughs> you know, Alex, this whole room is actually a magic box that will save us from the government. Yeah, it it stops <laughs> it stops magic electronic destroying bombs. 
What was? Oh yeah. shit! I knew the name of this. Uh, you guys remember? Faraday, Faraday cave. Thank you. It was the same thing that happened. I remember because it was the same thing that happened in like the um, the crazy Moscow uh, alien invasion thing we saw. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Lights out alien time. Yeah, lights yeah, out alien time. Oh, I like this. It works. It blocks cell phone signals, and uh, yeah, it's out there. It's so hot right now. There's also one in Better Call Saul. Faraday Cage is all the rage. Mm. I like this whole thing so much better if it's not the Department of Homeland Security that's doing all of this stuff wrong. It's glowy flashlight alien people. (laughs) Lights out alien time. Yeah, right? Lights out alien time. (laughs) That makes so much... Oh, man, I kind of like it now. All right. Also joining us today, very special guest. She's at Sarah Hathaway on Twitter in Chicago, Illinois. Please welcome back Sarah Hathaway. I am a naive college girl with a pretty good figure and a surprisingly large appetite. Bang! My gun! (laughs) Oh, no. Don't ever give you a gun. Let's just not. Oh, no. My uteri interferes. Can you guys hear my dog periodically growling? (laughs) No. No, it's not getting good. Okay. He's like like sitting on my lap right now, and he's begging for treats. So he's really quietly going, meh. Okay. Like every ten seconds, like in a little That's dog loop. Not a treat. Oh, yeah. And not a treat for a treat in sight. So oh, we're uh-huh. talking, of course, this week is ex- episode number two hundred eighty-three. We have now done as many episodes as the number of hundreds of thousands of people who had their Google Apps data leaked by a bug really that was uh, fixed last week. Whoa! Yeah. Was my data leaked? Probably one of those people. Uh, you might check into it. Uh, Have I been pwned? I I think it's only if you owned a domain through Google. Anyway, speaking of situations that we are all totally unprepared for, this week we're talking about Uh Going Home, book one of the survivalist series by the subtly named A Period American. Wait, it's a series? Yeah, there are three of them. This one's Going Home, the next one's called Surviving Home, and then the third one is Escaping Home. Ooh. Oh no! Because he's staying on brand. Yes, things don't stay good at home. <laughs> well, what's weird, and well, somebody brought this up on the, on the Facebook page, I think, was that it, the book says by the author of "Surviving Home," and it's weird to say by the author of the sequel of it that you're like, oh, I should like, oh, I should read this because I loved the second one. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, unless they retconned the numbering system, they mm-hmm. might have. They do a lot. Oh, so sorry, like episode four kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm also surprised to hear that this was the first book, given how the narrative started. I guess we can talk about that later, but it just picked right up as if we all knew who everyone was. Well, I know. I mean, normally, as you know, with our opening compliment, I do love and medius res. I think that's fun, uh, but I can't imagine that the book took place before the apocalypse. Like they just all he wants to do is talk about his catalog of apocalypse gear, and there's no point in doing that until the apocalypse happens. Also, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, he's just a filthy hoarder. Uh, also, in case you're wondering, a American, his uh, nom de plume uh, is uh, actually short for angry American. Wait, it could <laughs> be spelled a n g e r y. How do I feel about oh, that? Come on, this book—that's what it is—and uh, that's true. Uh, so there was an anonymous sponsor for this book who. Uh, who hates it and says this surprisingly it has great reviews on audible right now it has 4.1 out of 5 stars with over 1700 ratings oh god um. and the the author's name uh, <laughs> A stands for angry yes I realize that's not the correct sp- spelling apparently he doesn't though uh, wait here's the thing wait here wait wait yeah. it's a it's a it's a nom de plume uh-huh. why not why not have it be angry is a woman right and Gary I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'd be really surprised if this was written by a woman. Yeah, the you the in-depth psychological oh insight they had into women, female characters, and this, I feel like it would have to come from a female author, right, guys? You know, yeah, only women know how much other women need to be saved. <laughs> <laughs> the the thing is, is that uh, I've seen pictures of the author, and it is a man, and I know you think that the name Anne isn't manly enough for him, but just picture the word shaped like a dong. Oh, you see, that did it for me. <laughs> now it's now it works if you want to force us to read anything from your nightmares uh go to readdishweep.com sign up for the mailing list the weekly weep where we'll send you fun updates every week but also you can find out when new uh, sponsorship opportunities exist chris for people yeah. uh everybody except about 1727 people who missed this book uh yeah no one else read it uh so would you please summarize it in the style of a morally unambiguous genius who's never been wrong about anything 
Sure, absolutely. Uh, and who's perfect for the world that exists that all of a sudden. Yeah, um, well, always have been, Alan. <laughs> now, I'm just going to assume that uh, half of the 1700 listened to Read It and Weep and, and half haven't read the book. So uh, here yes. we go. Um, Morgan Carter is a genius in oh, the yeah. Chris, stop right there. Ha- Chris, how about the half that haven't read the book? Just, you know, just, 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 just stop mooching off of your information, you know? Like, right. It's like they're stealing the information from Chris, who is the only one who was prepared for the summary. Yeah, that's right. And I'll help them a little bit, but if they try to approach my fire when <laughs> I don't want them to, I will shoot them. <laughs> or if they ask you a question about your truck, uh, do yeah. not ask about no. that truck. No, nope. step away. Not a twenty-year-old woman. Get away. Jog on. Thank you. <laughs> if their son is uh, right so, there. <laughs> so Morgan Carter is a is an IT professional with a high school education. And he's a family man. He has a wife and a, and a daughter and, uh, and actually multiple kids. Um, but he's driving down the highway in Florida when an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse, takes out everyone's electricity. As you and know, or a solar flare. But it doesn't matter, does it, says Morgan. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a true EMP or a uh, magnetic disturbance caused by a CME, a coronal mass ejection. It doesn't matter. Point is, nobody has power. Okay? Now, luckily... Morgan Carter is not a non-prepper. He's a prepper, which means he is prepared. <laughs> and he by that, Chris, do you mean that he has a, uh, he's wearing tennis shorts and has his sweatshirt tied around his waist? No, I don't. He doesn't have just one Evian bottle, Alex. He has an obsessively cataloged backpack full of survival supplies with him at all times and guns. And his goal is to get back home to his wife and kids. Because even though they have a solar array and they have all sorts of supplies, who knows what danger and evil might be befalling them. So and the solar array, of course, home. is not affected by the solar flare and or EMP and or CMT and or uh, MTV or whatever caused right. all this to happen. Well, <laughs> uh, reasons. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, so the thing is, he has to get from the, the, the upper part of Florida near like the south of Georgia and stuff down to Orlando area, which is like the middle of the handle of, of Florida. So um, so he, he has to get there by walking tall and killing anyone who would prevent him from getting there. <laughs> Usually he does some killing. Prejudice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so and literally there is a lot of prejudice. I'm, I mean, here's uh, yeah. the thing, guys. Like, no knock in Florida. It's a fine place. But, like, I feel like at some point you'd be like, it is not Ezra. <laughs> well, okay. So some knocks I'm against Florida. Florida. Like like five knocks against Florida. Okay, five knocks against Florida. If it was gonna, like if it's easy to get home to Florida, sure, it makes sense. You go back home in Florida. If it's like difficult, maybe you consider like some of the other you know, venues that have opened up to you. You know, like an you oil rig go off anywhere the coast. Else. Yeah. 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 Um, I so, I know, think he should go to world. Disney World or uh, Epcot oh. Center. Well, that's where he's headed to Orlando. That so. would actually be fun. I wish we had spent more time in Epcot. I agree. It, it As me. per always. Maybe oh, in the God, sequel. A bombed out, electricless uh, Epcot would be. No, crazy. no. The whole dome is a Faraday cage, Chris. Yeah, it's a Faraday dome. <laughs> of course. A Faradome. <laughs> a Faradome. So, uh, so he doesn't. He's not just walking alone, even though he's alone for a lot of the book. He teams up with uh, Jess, a plucky college co-ed, uh, who. Uh, they are not in a sexual relationship. No, but um, she is prone also, to panic. Oh, oh, and yeah. and with a couple drinks, prone to hitting on everyone. Yeah, but everyone's yeah. very faithful to their wife and does not uh, pursue her. Um, but also, there's a huge black guy named Thad, and um, they also meet a retired radio operator named Sarge. Um, so each step of the way, Morgan and his friends, who are the ones who have prepped and have supplies and and know how, are validated, and, and they're just the prepping. best, right? Man, aren't preppers great? Uh, they're they're yeah. doing the right thing at every turn. They are uh, giving to people when when they can and when it's convenient, but they're keeping for themselves what they need to survive and get home. And they're slowed down by these moochers and the looters and the socialists. And the and pirates and the socialists and the store owners <laughs> and the socialists and the hippies and, and the, the government socialists. and the socialists. Yeah, and well, and these, that government out. scary brown people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the government is interesting because it turns out, they learn later in the book, that the government was behind the pulse. Uh, the feds want the people Ooh. under their control more dependent on <laughs> FEMA and on handouts for reasons. <laughs> um, but 
<laughs> eventually, after all the canteens of filtered river water have been filtered and drunk, and all the places on your body you can check for ticks and chickens have been <laughs> thoroughly... Spoiler checked. alert, there are a lot of places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and after the night vision goggles and the paracord and the headlamps and the knives and the guns have all been used intelligently and cannily and precisely. And after he's described every dump he's taken... <laughs> yeah, yeah. and every you, meal and every dump in great detail and every dish towel because if you I, weren't yeah, if you've ever uh, wondered wait he was only packing one dish towel how did he get it dry so quickly don't worry he doesn't skip that part <laughs> there's actually even a part where he tells the same story to other people at home about what's happened before yeah yeah, yeah. He, the, so uh, even if you were like not home. offended by the stuff about women and the stuff about people of color and all of the murder you you have to be <laughs> upset about the him talking about every one of his number twos, right? You have to be like, yeah. you have to be in the part of the Venn diagram that's like, also, I want to hear about this prepper's shit policy. I, I found that oddly relatable. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, just to wrap it up, they, uh, they're they walking home and they all get home. The end. Yep. <laughs> and yep. no one important dies. No one important dies. You, you guys... No one important dies, and everyone sits in their rocking chairs and has their wife bring them a plate of carefully described food, and everyone says, Ah, uh, this is the life. Yes. <laughs> Aren't I glad I did all that prepping? Drink Sam Adams mm-hmm. beer uh, in two chugs. picture of Paul Revere on it, I just learned. It's not uh, What? No, it's not because Sam, Sam Adams, Adams was not a good-looking man, and they wanted to put a good-looking. Oh, let's see how really? ugly Sam Adams is. You know, he was Famously a hottie with a body. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how ugly is Sam Adams? Uh, I mean, Ooh, they did call him President Ugo. Definitely a hard eleven. <laughs> yeah, they call beer goggles after him. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Sam beer goggle Adams. <laughs> there's there's a, there's some kind of lumpiness to his face, but he's not bad. I, I mean, he's old so, in this picture. I mean. He was a Revolutionary War era, like, I mean, he was a, whatever. We have no photographs of him, they, right? They, uh, hay pence? He was a perfect hay pence in the Revolutionary <laughs> We could just paint him however we wanted to. There are no photos. It's not like the family of Sam Adams is going to be like, hey, that rendering on the cheap beer that you did of my great-great-great-great-grandfather is a little too attractive. Uh, it's just a picture of Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Exactly. The Adams family is not policing that. They're not a, like, oh, Gaston, that's not my what Sam the Adams. Adams family is the Adams family. <laughs> Ooh, the Adams family values is oh. to make beer. Wait, and, but, and yeah. but guys, Sam Adams movies. is ugly because he's just a disembodied hand, and no one wants to see that. Wait, is no? But you gotta tell me, is that Paul Revere actually? Yeah. Like, like, like supposed to be him? Because like, like for. Sh- that's really impressive, actually. Like this is I what can, I heard. I get I why they would got why they would have woken up for him in the, like at the middle of the night. Like he's like making house calls. Like, oh my god, god. <laughs> Paul's coming for a booty call, guys! Get up! Oh, it's war. Yeah, I mean, they already knew the British were coming, but everybody wakes up for Paul anyway. <laughs> One if by land, two if by sea, three if. In the butt. <laughs> wow. I liked that you had to think about that for the a second. The whisper was what sold me on it. I was deciding whether or not to say it, but we talked about everyone's number two so much already. Right. Also, you, it wasn't actually her. It was. It sounded like a whisper because that was the dog. That was the, the dog whispered in the butt. The dog sitting on my lap growling growled in the butt. In the butt. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, we've mentioned a little bit the trigger warning, and we've had a couple of people already ask uh, ahead of time: Is this ghost style? Is this? Are we dealing with another ghost situation? Um, I, not I mean, you guys would know better than me. That ghost was so bad. Yeah, not no, entirely. I'm, it's not. It's different. This is unfortunately different. I would say, it's, but it's like, but it's like seventy percent. There's a, there's enough crossover that I would understand if you were unhappy about that. But uh, it's a little different. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot more killing and uh, telling children that it's okay because that was a bad man who just got macheted in the head. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there was, I forgot about the... Anyway, uh, so let's start out with this, you guys, for our hate game today, for our, uh, our hate segment. Let's play a big version of Evil, Stupid, and Crazy. So here's how I'll do this. If you want, oh. When you say a hate, I just want you to label that hate if it's evidence in favor of evil, stupid, or crazy that a American is dis- displaying. Does that make sense? All right. Yeah, okay. I'll start. Go ahead, Chris. So uh, I'm going to go with crazy here. This is at least goes under the crazy column in that everything, regardless of what it is, has either an abbreviation 
a brand name and oh, model geez. number or some sort of technical description. Um, mm-hmm. bi- binoculars are no longer just binoculars. They're no, binos, they're binos. For sure. Or, or if you look through them, you're glassing the road. I, that's right. <laughs> uh, night vision goggles? Oh, that's NVGs. Of a course. A fanny pack that you want to butch up a little so it doesn't sound like a fanny pack? That's Make it shaped like a dong? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the devil dog. dog. Yeah, the devil dog. The devil dog. That's what that oh, was? He kept... Yeah, that's yeah, what that was. Like I, I didn't even pack. know. I was imagining an angry dog. Me too. I was like, oh, it's a dog <laughs> with horns and a little pitchfork in his teeth. And every time you're like, hey, boy, can you no, grab me some MREs no. and another spare towel? You see, guys, I was actually okay with all this because I figured I was just pairing him with uh, Mindy Booger uh, from uh, Warrior Princess because she was dropping oh. names about like uh, her Under Armour brand, Under- uh, yeah, like yeah. Underbra and like all the all the great you know packs that she had. I just I would have yeah. I want I want the buddy comedy of them trekking across America and then Africa also. That'd be fun. Yeah, it I, felt it felt like he was just like reverently reading a catalog, uh, like a prepper catalog. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I think that preppers are half paranoid about the apocalypse, sure, but the other half they just love to shop. They're yeah. just they're just yeah, they uh, just really equipment like nerds. Gear. Yeah, they're yeah, gear. They they're gear nerds. Views of which fifty weight paracord is gonna have the least friction when uh, <laughs> doing whatever it is that paracord does. That's true. I actually uh, I, we might talk about this a little more later, but just that's the one thing where I kind of like started to understand preppers better in this book is because they're just nerds. And I get nerd. Yeah. Like, they're paranoid nerds, but like I get nerds. Like I get gear. I don't care about this gear, but like I under like if this was like him describing a Batman collectible, like it was like okay, that's I can see that's not the worst. I get it. You're the same. It, yeah, the, you know, actually, two sides of the same coin. I mean, this this came up in a comment a little bit, but I really wanted to say like yeah. So basically, he he made a book where the thing that he prepared for, um, you know, that's what came true, and which made me feel a lot better about like. My uh, obsessive uh, preparation for one day meeting Bruce Springsteen. So that's why I, you know, <laughs> have like three of his albums with me at all times. And like you guys are gonna and really laugh. Thing so we can sign them. Yeah, when when I'll just really ask. I'll just ask you to share a little bit of your Bruce. No, 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 you didn't prepare. No, for but you Bruce. have to because we live in a you society. You didn't Ezra. prepare for the boss like I prepared for the boss. <laughs> I actually, like, you know, no one ever expects the boss is going to happen like that. I have evidence of evil. I well, c- before we get to your evidence of evil, on that same thought, I actually like woke up yesterday and I'd written on a piece of paper sometime during the night, preppers, but for steamships. <laughs> and I think what I meant was because this world is so specifically for the kind of prep he did. Like, I want to imagine like Ezra's prepared for the boss, like what the other preppers are, and like this one is for specifically a shooting people and camping apocalypse but what if the apocalypse is all that we need to get steamships up and running again so these guys who are like looking at 18th century renovated valves and belt systems uh, and wheel barges those people are like boom this apocalypse is for me now what does that apocalypse look like that they're like steamships everywhere well, and I think I'd just show up with a guitar and a washboard and start playing like some Irish music. Ooh, super to, necessary. You know, Ooh, I know. I would prep. I, you know, there's like kind of extendo like uh, things in your sleeves that have like an ace. You have to like, <laughs> you know, like for oh, like, all, yeah, the, like all your riverboat gambling. Yeah, Maverick. Yeah. Maverick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good prep. It's so good. Like those out of every limb. I love it. Okay, uh, but that, all that right. makes him sound crazy. So, Sarah, like, what's your what evil? Think about evil. Oh, evil. I mean, this is going to be less fun to talk about. Is it going to be retconning the murders? We need to mention. Well, that is definitely, I think, so first of all, there's just this blanket hatred of anyone different than him, which is problematic on its own. I think the thing that's easiest to point to is in, like, this author, like the narrator of this, like, this fictional book, but you can tell it's the author really thinks this is, like, he kills so many people in this book, <laughs> and he, like, justifies it to himself really hard every single time. Yeah. Like, My favorite part of it, even... of that, is that he doesn't justify it beforehand, he does it, and then he's no. like, I felt really bad for a second, and then I was like, nope, right call. It's like, it's... Yeah. <laughs> he he rubber stamps his own murders afterwards on everyone. He's like, well, I gotta bring this through the mental tribunal. Yep, I was right. But then the best one, I think, by best I mean horrifying still because they all are is that he sets a guy on fire and then later finds out he was helping a pedophile cover up a a shed full of underage girls later which is a a later that's a terrible thing then he's like oh thank god i killed this terrible man but i was like you set that guy on fire before you knew he did anything other than take your gas with he's results oriented it's not about the situation (laughs) beforehand it's just how it all worked out he's like 
everything's coming up Morgan this this book. And that was also oh, it's, oh, he got into that shed with the underage girls and they kept trying to explain to him what happened and he kept shushing these girls. <laughs> uh, quiet ladies, a man is thinking here. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I'll let oh, you free, God. but only if you shut up. Um, actually, I, I have a new category, guys. Ooh. Lazy. Morgan? <laughs> oh, lazy. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. So so I've, I've talked about this before, but like, basically, I need a new shorthand for someone being bad other than just abusing women. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, because I just, I, I think it's it's so overdone. It's, 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 you need to try harder to show that someone's evil. Um, and, and so if you, can we just brainstorm for one second how, like, what he could find in that shed instead of uh, abuse women? Okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. He opens the shed door and he's like, I want to kill these guys anyway, but I'm looking for a reason. He busts the lock and he opens it up and there are there's just boxes and boxes of single puzzle pieces from the middle of skies. Ooh. Oh, he's that Ooh, jerk. That's great. Ooh, okay, <laughs> I got one. He busts it open. I'm going to kill for that. He fi- just yeah. finds one piece in the middle of the blue sky, pulls it out, and then just, and keeps it forever. Okay, okay. So he, he busts it open. And he finds entire Comcast calling center. Oh my god! And they're, they're, all, they're all advising them to turn it on and off, even though there's no power. Yeah, yeah. I was going to go with uh, you know he prints and produces and randomizes the pages of healthcare benefits guides because you can never ever really know what your benefits are going to be until yeah. You have to pay. Yeah. Oh, it's just like full of stuff that gives you splinters, and there's no tweezers anywhere. <laughs> oh. He's just a not well sanded board yeah, in real life. Raw edges yeah. there. Oh. Uh, yeah. Or he he could also be like he, he he's gone through all of the IKEA boxes and taken out two dowels. <gasps> or what? Maybe just makes he just shaves down the ends of the dowels so it's just a little bit too uh, too thin uh, to actually. It stick. just doesn't quite fit. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. would be truly evil. He was oh, responsible for all evil in the in the world. He he is the guy. It turns out who causes programs to quit right before you save. Oh, <laughs> oh, he's That's that you need- fucking paperclip in old Microsoft. Oh, he's Clippy. <laughs> he's Clippy. It's clippy. <laughs> you bust <laughs> you bust open the shed. You pull the door back, and he's like. <laughs> I see you're uh, on a quest for the apocalypse. <laughs> Is this a business apocalypse or a personal apocalypse? <laughs> and then you just shoot the paperclip in front of its daughter. All right. Um, and the daughter's like, thank you. He was a dick. Like, it had been touching the daughter inappropriately. So <laughs> no, okay. no, no. Not back to Post-facto uh, so, justification. Definitely. Is, uh, so to go back to your point, though, as we, I definitely saw this right away. Is every time somebody he wanted to kill that person, he was just like, boom, evil. And it was the laziest kind of evil. It's just like... The easiest yeah. way to make somebody like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, and it's like it's like he shot him and then pulled up his arm and saw a Nazi armband. Like <laughs> it's like he's just constantly bringing up the Nazis in a comment forum. That's what he yeah. is. I, I feel like it could have been like almost like a like a cop thing where it's like an accidental killing. They just like plant the evidence on him afterwards. Just like that's what it is. Like yeah, it's like every time he's like he that's rubs he his did. fingerprints off the gun and puts it in the other guy's hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah, so gross. it's so gross. Let's, uh, let's. I just want to make it just this book or not like i can't make the book less sad i just want the podcast to be a tiny bit sadder um <laughs> i so just like that's your thing as one of the things that you always that you like to bring mm-hmm. up on the show this had two of my classic complaints one is uh it's dangerous out there this is not one of those survivalist fantasies where everything works oh, out yeah literally that's what it is and then also uh near the end he said the sleep was so good it was indescribable literally yeah. your job is to describe I, yeah, that sleep. Just tell us how it was, buddy. The okay. one thing you're supposed so, to do. Alex, I, when I read that, I was like, oh, Alex is not going to like that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if there's one thing that I want people to take away from the show is I want that moment to, like, bug everybody as much as it does me. Like, it's a the Falcon splinter. moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of want that. So, like, yeah. you're, I want a good name for yours. So, you're, like, instead of lazy, and then we should name all three of these things so when people come uh, across them. So there's yeah. obvious shortcutting. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So obvious shortcutting, and then there's there's uh, this is not a this is not fiction, and there's that was indescribable. Yeah, I guess it's just a like inept author and like a um, I don't know like a like a fourth wall wink or something like that. Yeah, like yeah. a meta move. Yeah. All right. We'll come up with a name. Uh, well, we'll put it to you guys, guys, fans. 
What do you name the... It's sort of the opposite of a Bud the Chud moment, which is what we call it when there's yeah. one great moment in a ter- otherwise terrible thing. <laughs> Uh, yes. What's the opposite of a Bud the Chud moment? Mm, it's all terrible? Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? No, it's uh, when you do a spe- an especially terrible thing yeah, that drives us... being how bad it is. Yeah, yeah. Moment. All right. It's going to you. Uh, Facebook.com slash read and weep or at read underscore weep. Uh, other evil, stupid, or crazy, you guys? By the way, that was a classic stupid that I was making that case for. Yes. And my fair. notes are mostly stupid-based. Oh, good. Yeah, how about- a lot of stupid... <laughs> There's a lot of stupid, there's a lot of evil. I think the craziest thing is just the general premise that the Obama administration would set up a specific thing to, like, mess up the whole country and turn everyone into socialists. He did say he wanted to... Transform. transform. Fundamentally change. That's the thing. And the fundamentally changed is, like... That's the comment that, like, the super conservative people in real life always talk. Like, that's their their little, like, buzz phrase. Yeah. So he avoided saying anything about Obama specifically, but as soon as he dropped that, I was like, well, if there was any doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I no, I laughed out loud at his version of, like, what the Obama administration wants. Is like, the government just wants us more dependent on them. Like oh, the, yeah, they definitely want to spend more money on people. They're like, yeah, they're desperate for a chance to, like give you free stuff it's just happening all the time you know like the way we keep constantly expanding the food stamps program and constantly keep yeah. making unemployment benefits easier for everybody to get all the time yeah, just yeah. really helping out with health care yeah the way health care is like just we just wrote like we made it so thorough and all-encompassing and there's no way you could ever get rid of it uh, and I'm yeah, sick of these campaign right. speeches, you guys, yeah. where senators and, and congressmen running for re-election are just telling us not to have more than three days of food in our pantry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If there's so one thing they want, it's for us to not have guns or th- more than three days worth of food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they hate that. Ezra, how does it feel to to live in a city that enables its drug users with needles galore? I was like, okay, yeah, so so if I, I, I'm, not, I'm sure if I can pull up the exact thing, but it was basically like saying like, oh yeah, San Francisco was doing great because they had like farmers markets, but then like then, then and by, uh, all the farmers markets failed, the junkies took over. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah the famous San Francisco free drug policy, where there's just drugs yeah. for everybody everywhere. I mean, they might know something I don't, and like I'm just. Missing out all these great free needles and drugs. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but it's because really you're what, self-reliant, Ezra. You find your own drugs. You're not on the dole for those drugs. But I mean, here's the thing. Like, anyone who say, like, it got bad after, like, the, everyone who said that the farmer's markets turned bad, like, hasn't been to, like, the ferry building, like, like at Saturday on, like, noon. Because, like, that's an intense, intense situation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the lines are that's long for the chilaquiles. electricity <laughs> I, what I like about this whole prepper thing is that he's so prepared for this exact batshit crazy scenario that involves like a magic bomb going off, mm-hmm. and he is so unprepared for any other type of apocalypse and for the actual world that actually exists currently. He, all <laughs> he really, he really yeah, lucked out here. He's just an asshole in in like normal everyday. He's like a smug asshole. It was you know what so- he is. He's single answer essay question guy you meet at a party where no matter what you talk about, he will turn the conversation towards his portable folding outdoor grill. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I do what, hate that guy. What, what I actually wish we had seen that we didn't. So like whenever I pack to go anywhere, there's usually one or two things I never get to use. And I know where I'm going and like what the situation is. I know. Like, there's always like a cargo pants. There's like, oh, I didn't get to use those cargo pants. And like, I want to know, like, you know, he had like, like, I don't know, like a slip and slide. It's like, oh, I really thought this was going to come in handy. There was nothing. Yeah. There was no extraneous things. Even like All the, parts of the, the buffalo. He had like he had matches, but he also had a fire steel and he needed both of them. He had it was amazing. He He just had. Like a multi tool? Yeah, the exact number of hot dogs and the exact number of hot dog buns. <laughs> like, his life is, is a Gerber multi tool where every single item is exactly what he really, needs in that moment. Here's really how this book came about. It was like, like his wife's like, Really, honey, do you need all those things? And he, she's like, Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly why I need all these things. <laughs> Also, the, the, if you read this book, like so many of the things are dumb and crazy that he creates. Like, that's the length you have to go for all of this stuff to make sense. Like, the guy who had the Faraday cage home and the huge radio set up and all of that, that on its own, not useful enough in this scenario. He also needed a backup 
radio uh, swamp shack that he has. Yeah, uh, with like a top secret cool fort bridge for boys only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's that true. was totally a clubhouse. Yeah. Ugh. Sarge has this place out on the swamp where you get to walk on boards that he put on the water. So it's like you have to walk on water to get there. Yeah. And Sarge plays fun pranks when you get to his clubhouse, like dumping <laughs> boiling coffee on you and calling you a queer. Yeah. <laughs> now, Sarge was a weird character. Sarge I, I, is the biggest piece of shit in this novel. Sarge was terrible As bad as everyone was At least every once in a while Morgan would remember to think on his poor children But like Sarge Sarge was just like This weird salty cipher Who I kept expecting to like Fire an old rifle into the air And just yell yeehaw He he does he's like they're like joshing around Like boys will and one of his fun tricks Is to kick your legs out from under you So you hit your head on the table on the way down that's not like, oh, yeah. we're just Josh, and you're like, you seriously injured that guy's head because he called you an old crag, which you are. <laughs> yeah. God, Sarge oh, sucked. Sarge Everyone sucked, sucked so like, much. Sarge really sucked. Sarge was the one who shot a guy in, fr- uh, in front of his child, and then the kid was like, you shot my dad. He was like, yep, he deserved it, and then left. No, that was yeah, bad. and he gives bad, bad haircuts. No, that yeah. shot the child because that is a nervous. No, Sarge gave no, the haircut. No, no. Well, the haircut, yes. Thad shot a guy in front of his oh, son. Thad and his, shot another guy in front of his And his kid. son thought it was okay. His son was like, yeah, I hated that guy. But but Sarge shot the dad in the boat where where his son is like, why did you kill my dad? And he was like, well, it's because he was trying to steal from people. And so I. Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, that's yeah. right. A teaching well, moment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Never miss an opportunity. Uh, never miss a, a teachable moment when you've just murdered a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't steal from people. Otherwise, a leathery paramilitary grandpa in a skiff is going to come up. <laughs> that's why you always leave a note. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. I remember when. I remember, I remember when I lost my. We now return to Crisis in Meatburg. Join the crusade against Viscount Veggie's vegan villains by going to read-weep.com slash meatbuddies. A small monthly donation could be the difference between good and tofu. I've got a few more ideas for destroying Meatburg. Number one, pop the meat blimp. Number two, more nutritional yeast bombs at public events. Number three, those are, we could, those are good ideas. That's your only, you, that's it? Don't you have any ideas of your own? Whatever you think is right is is good, Viscount. All right. I really appreciate your help, Yesman new character, but I'm just not sure that this is really what we need right now. If you could maybe have some of your own ideas, that would be great. Oh, uh, come in. Yes, come on in. Oh, hey, it's Leanne Major, the 4V's official plumber. Uh, yeah, about that. I actually don't want to be evil. I think I might have taken a wrong turn somewhere, and I'm not super happy about being assigned to the role of the plumber. Yeah, well, but we're not actually evil. Uh, right. What? What? We're not. We're, we're the good guys. Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> Whatever you say. Oh, goddammit. I don't want somebody who isn't, uh, doesn't understand our mission plumbing our castle anyway, so I'll let you transfer. But first, were you able to get the water fixed? Because I had to take a hot shower this morning, and as a vegan, I do hate being comfortable. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I think I fixed it. Here, let me show you. Squeaky, 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 squeaky. Whoop. Hello? Where am I? Wait, that's not the cold water. That's newest meat buddy, Mary O'Leary. I knew that. Thank you, Yesman. Wait, you're Viscount Veggie and some new character. Yep, that's me. Hello. But I don't want to be evil. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure we are not evil. Oh, no. I must have accidentally plugged the cold water tap into the big pipe that drops the new meat buddies into Meatburg, also known as the meat pipe. We have to get out of here. Uh, but if we leave now, all new meat buddies will be evil. Okay, look, I'll admit that we're a little bit annoying at dinner parties, but I'm definitely not evil. Exactly. Don't worry. My special skill is that I've got whatever you need in my pocket at all times. <sighs> Great. I need a telescoping HDK basin wrench and a four-way silk cock key. Here you go. I'll get those meat buddies rerouted in no time. And nobody else will have to be evil. Wait, we need to stop them. They're getting away. Yes, good idea. Listen, Yesman, new character, I really appreciate you having my back on all this, but I think we'd be more effective as a team if you had some of your own opinions from time to time. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it definitely would. Wait, or are you just doing the thing now? No, no, I'm not. Okay, you weren't doing it, or you were doing it and you just didn't like the idea. I was definitely doing it. Okay, cancel that last request. I think it's better if... It's done! Let's get out of here! 
Uh, the door's locked. I've got a key. Oh, Mary, you're amazing. With your skill and my knowledge of the Viscount's hideout, we could really go a long way to stopping the four Vs. We just need some backup. Agreed. The one thing I don't have in my pocket is more meat buddies. Let's go. Curses! They've gone while we were having that ridiculous argument. As an independent thinker, I'm convinced they're still here. You are the worst. Go to read-weep.com slash meat buddies to join the fight against the evil Viscount Veggie. And I'm not evil, I'm just a little annoying. Fine, become a meat buddy to join the fight against the annoying at dinner parties, Viscount Veggie. That's better. I disagree. Meat buddies, 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 meat buddies. All right, you guys, uh, in our waning moments of this episode, I want to play Top 5. Top 5. Thank you for Top 5. Nice job, you guys. Uh, So... (laughs) This is the game where we take five questions or points from the the Facebook page, from Twitter, and we talk about those things. So people tell us the one thing they want to hear us talk about. We pick our five favorites. Up first, at Roland Jordan uh, said one thing that I, well one thing that happened is that uh, a lot more, no one's read this book uh, for the most part, and so Good for you guys, which yeah, great going. Yeah, and keep so, it that way, please. So it I posted well to your character the cover of the book, and I was like, ask us one question or tell us one thing you want to talk about based on just the cover. And several people, including Roland Jordan, said. I like that he has only one strap over his shoulder on that backpack like a high schooler. And God, yeah, it would, he's one strapping. Which he's like backpacking for two weeks with a bag full of like heavy things for prepping. He had 60 pounds of gear, yeah. he said. And he can't decide between prepping Scoliosis and preppy is right what he's there. Carrying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A need for a, a long massage at the end of it is what he's carrying. <laughs> do you guys do you guys remember when we used to wear our backpacks with one strap? I, I never could because yeah, I was that good. kid with back pain and bad posture. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Cr- no. Chris? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I used to one strap it. Um I also I mean like I was a big old nerd and carried all my books with me all the time. So uh, I had a heavy load. And, and when you say that you don't straps, mean all your school books, uh, you mean you, all of your Star Wars extended universe. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. And my source books for the Star Wars role playing game and my decks <laughs> for playing Star Wars cards. Yeah. Your whole library. Yeah. I have a distinct memory and I don't I don't remember a lot before like 2012, but I have a distinct memory of being in 3rd grade like first day of school and walking up with my backpack on and two straps and being teased mercilessly about it and uh, switching to one strap yeah. so as to not be made fun of. Um, my cool friend Julian told me about one strap, and I, I think it was a good call. Yeah, you need to have that cool friend who gives you a heads up on that, because otherwise yeah, it's just know. a brutal first day. Yeah, for uh, that one day you'll get teased, and then, then it just looks like you're posing when you uh, when you one strap it. Which would be an act, like, I, you know, judge that book by its cover. I was 100% posing. Also, uh, number two in the list at Marina L one four one one said, "No matter how bad things turn out, there's always time for that sassy pose." Which he is also striking a sassy pose on that he cover. He does have a hip cock, doesn't he? <laughs> one strap, hip cock, gun hanging down his spine. You know, it's because he knows that he's way better at this than everyone else. Although, did you guys notice that cover is different than the cover that was with the audio file? Oh, I didn't notice yeah. that. The one for yeah, the audio file makes him look like audio. a Confederate soldier going home from the oh. Civil War. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's very different. Interesting. The dearest family, it has been so long since I felt your touch. <laughs> yeah, I am just walking across Florida shooting strangers. <laughs> yeah, Florida, which is very full of mountains in that picture. <laughs> uh, he, uh, Marina... L1411 also went on to say, but seriously, the whole prepper culture really baffles me. And we talked a little bit about this already, but I wanted to add that, like, one of the other things about being a prepper who loves gear is that you never get to use that gear. And so it it makes me feel kind of bad for them that they spend their whole life collecting this stuff. It's like if you spent your whole life reading catalogs about skiing and buying, like, ski goggles and keeping up with the latest ski coats, but it's never snowed in the earth ever. Oh, that's so sad. So this book is this book <laughs> yeah, would be like or like there's the bunny hill, but it, it's never snowed enough, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like you've you you've gone on ball. fake snow, like you've made your own snow for a weekend just to try it, but it's never actually snowed. <laughs> so you'd be like, I wrote this book where I got to use my exactly. Speaker. The book is about the Earth's first snow because Obama or something, but there's snow yeah. everywhere. I have a personal confession about prepper culture, and oh. that is, I bought. Uh, this year, I bought a, a kit. I, I bought a, in case the power goes out, it'd be good to have this kit sort of Well, kit. so did the... Uh, um, 
like what's in that what's in that kit? Is it like candles like and Ticho a- chocolate and and, a, and yeah, field notes and Ticho chocolate and like dehydrated ice cream and it's it all comes in a very nice bag. Wait, wait. So your prepper culture is a handsome bag that's like here are desserts in case the power goes out. <laughs> I might need Sounds to treat myself. Like a socialist. <laughs> yeah, it's called it's called the preppy bag. Where it's uh, it's half. <laughs> It's just ice cream and chocolate for when the power goes out is what you just told us, Chris. Yeah, it has a lot of good stuff in it, actually. And then we've supplemented it with extra water and and some other stuff. But um, It's fine to have some water in case the water goes off. Emergency response takes a while to get to you. It does, although, uh, I, unlike in this book, I think if the power were to go out for a couple days, it would would take longer than like two and a half days for people to just become tank girl. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah, the whole society tank girls. Morgan Carter. Yeah, it's like oh, one yeah. weekend they've got teenage concubines. <laughs> <laughs> the power has been out at that point. The power has been out for like six days, and it's just roving gangs of pedophiles. That's just and like I've had that. That's happened to me yeah, before in yeah. my childhood in Washington. Yeah, you didn't did rove at all. Insane. We yeah. just played a lot of Scrabble. There were no roadblocks. Yeah, exactly. You just you <laughs> no, read by candlelight. Bad happened. Roadblock. A triple letter word. <laughs> <laughs> you know the yeah the thing about all those prep kits too though is like this whole book is like if you were driving and you were stuck in your car in the middle of the woods in Florida like they here's my theory so they do talk, hear people on the radio who are like I'm in San Francisco it's crazy because of all the junkies but like that's San Francisco anyway <laughs> uh, like basically I what I think is everybody was fine except the people in the woods because like we don't have a prepper kit but you know what I have a lot of food in the house at all times. We have food. Yes. I could get, I could live two weeks on the food I have here. I just have to eat the crap that I like bought a while ago because I thought I would make something fancy with oh, it, and I just yeah, never yeah, gotten yeah, down yeah, to that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so yeah like, I have five cans of garbanzo beans for no reason. It's oh, you like, can make hummus with that, man. Well, then you also need yeah, tahini. That's what and tahini says, "Do I make hummus? No, no, I choose no. And what happens is, it's four different times in the last year you decided, "Well, I should get garbanzo beans." I don't think I have any of that. Yeah. <laughs> you're not a prepper. You just forgot what you had and were overly ambitious with your you're, Pinterest recipes. You're, you're kind of like a squirrel, I guess, but you're just like burying like, you know, garbanzo beans cans in your cupboard. <laughs> Except, yeah, they all go to the same cupboard, so it's not as though I have a cupboard. I mean, we have like three different colors of quinoa that I'm never going to make. But like, if we what? were starving, I'd eat some of that crappy quinoa. Not even tricolor? I don't like quinoa. Huh. I'm sure it's a magic you food. You haven't had the right quinoa. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's a magic food, but it looks like sperm, and I don't like the taste. No, no, no. no. Well, I mean, parts of it do. Yeah, sure, but parts of everything look like sperm, so... <laughs> yeah, it's not a true statement. Are sperm. <laughs> it's not a true statement, Ezra. We already moved on to the next one, and mine was accepted. <laughs> Sarah, you talk too fast before yeah, we can make like, fun of him for saying yeah, parts of everything look like sperm. Before the next play, Alex, you can't, you can't challenge the previous I didn't play. get the flag, flag out fast enough. Continuing down a list of top five. Top five. Number three, uh, Michael on our Facebook page said, I like how the author of Tag mentions what I can only assume is a sequel of this book. We already covered that. Good job, us. Uh, number four, Nathan on Facebook says, This seems like an apocalypse custom made for conservative preppers. My question is... How would you guys do surprisingly well, i.e., what contrived apocalypse would most play into your existing strengths and weaknesses? Um, so let's say it wasn't this perfect magne- magic Obama apocalypse. What would your apocalypse be like? Well, well, I guess for Chris, right, it's like aliens come to the planet and they're just short like four cans of garbanzo beans. <laughs> yeah. Like, we have He's all like, this yeah, tahini, but we can't finish our hummus. <laughs> Yeah, for mine, I was thinking, so, you know, Morgan's driving in his car, and the apocalypse comes, and so he has all his stuff in his car. Um, mine would be where I'm, I'm with a group of people of mixed genders and backgrounds, uh, but we're all playing team sports, and when the apocalypse comes, there's just not enough eth- enthusiasm for the team field games that we're playing, oh. and I would bring all of the enthusiasm for it, be it soft, slow-pitch softball or flag football or ultimate frisbee or what have you um i just think i can bring a lot of cheers and creative nicknaming so you think maybe like during this apocalypse the government outlaws enthusiasm because that's because obama and we're mm-hmm. lucky to have you because otherwise we would be at the dhs's mercy that's right yeah everyone would be bummed that this is happening and i'd find a way to spin it into something <laughs> that was actually pretty neat when you thought about it 
I'm trying to figure out what we have just like a, a bunch of stockpiled here. And like the only thing I can figure out, we, we have too many towels. So if it was like a damp apocalypse, <laughs> yeah. like we would be ready for a lot of spills is if that was a thing. Just, yeah, totally. Just plenty I, of I towels. Like spills, but also like you, you have a bunch of blankets and, and other things like that. If it were a little cold or a little damp. I think or, you know, you know what it is? The apocalypse is just like a few more house guests than you'd expect. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's like it's a, it was like there's a small apocalypse right next door. Right, and, and they so had to move. And I have to, you know stay with you for like an extra day. I have five refugees Rubbing in a one bedroom apartment. Another house guest just totally fucks with my rhythm. It's, <laughs> it's not good. Oh yeah, I mean we'll be a little grumpy all day because like you know no one sleeps right and you can't make breakfast because you're too loud for the people still sleeping. But like oh yeah yeah right and beds no one for everybody. Like, oh are they up yet? Can I walk? Can I walk? Yeah, you don't know if you can go out to the yeah, bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, and it's still fun, but a different kind of fun. It's too many showers in the morning, so it just takes too long to go to breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 the brunch line. Towels. But it's the apocalypse, so that's like not the worst thing. Yeah, you'd deal yeah, with it. Exactly. Yeah, you'd get, you'd get through it. Sarah, so what would, would your perfect apocalypse be? I think my perfect apocalypse would be if the aliens from Pacific Rim came out of the <laughs> trench and they just needed some help, uh, like, sewing... Sewing some aprons for their moms for Mother's Day. Oh, because uh, like I've got some really good patterns. Oh, so and, like maybe uh, maybe the extra swatches. Maybe the apocalypse is that it's Mother's Day every day because of Obama. Hmm. Yeah. And so you can help. You you're the one. Everyone's like, oh, we got to go down to Sarah's place. She's the only one who is ready for a lot of Mother's Days. I yeah. I stockpiled all the crafting supplies. Uh, <laughs> and all the gift ideas. You're all set. All the gift ideas. I got them all right here. Um, and I'm not nice. going to share them. And I have way more than three days worth of craft supplies. So similar question, but different question <laughs> to the last item in our top five. Mm-hmm. Top five. Top five. <laughs> Good. Top five. Great. Uh, is uh, Kellen, who said this on our Facebook page, what are your personal apocalypse plans? So not we're not customizing the apocalypse. What do we do in this conservative prepper hellhole? Oh, I, I know, kind of. It's I feel good about never finishing my creative projects. I'd be like, oh, it doesn't matter. I was going to die anyway. <laughs> yeah, that novel that we're still working on. Yeah, that Mummy's book. Well, it's, I guess it doesn't matter because I can't can't be a bestseller if there's like no list and no New York Times. Right. You can't you can't send it to e-readers because the they weren't in Faraday cages. Exactly. So there's only book- one Kindle left in the world. Yeah. Only the preppers' Kindles. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've got a handsome bag full of chocolate and ice cream, and I can just hang out. And <laughs> You're ready? Well, like I said, I think the cities are probably going to be fine. But if like I had to go, like real intense, I think I think I would steal a Cisco truck. I think that's what we've got a lot of in the big cities that the rural people don't have is a lot of like delivery trucks with a lot of food items for all the restaurants that yeah. pretend they serve fresh food but is don't. Is the food in there good? Like, no. Is it? I mean, no. it's, it's it adequate. Matter as. It's, okay. a, it's a Yelp three, three and a half stars, but it's the apocalypse, so we'll deal. Fine. Just roughing it with, like, slightly wilted greens. Yeah, I really don't think that, like, Portland is going to turn into that, like, gun haven that they were finding in Florida. I just don't think that's going to be the kind of apocalypse we have. I mean, here's the thing. You guys all have bikes, right? So, like, you could you could turn you could you could pretty much rule like the Pacific Northwest if you want to. I'm guessing. I mean, I would be pretty bummed about losing my my podcasting ability with you guys, but like, I mean, the battery in my Chromebook is like three days, so I'll be fine uh, for really a while. Good. Yeah, you'll, that'll last. And yeah, I do not have a car, so I am not concerned about the lack of cars. I'm going to be biking anyway. It it does help to be urban and not doing very well. Those are both really great for preparing you for the apocalypse. <laughs> you just everyone like yeah, like everyone brings goes down to your level pretty much. Yeah. I love the idea that you're either apocalypsing up or apocalypsing down. <laughs> oh, definitely <laughs> apocalypsing down. I yeah, the apocalypse would like apocalypse get me to live a little better. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have no choice but to apocalypse down because I'm a woman. Well, and yeah. If it was this this apocalypse, oh, no. just to get real for a sec, something bad would almost certainly happen to me if I didn't have a man there to defend me. Okay, well, here's another way of looking at it. I feel like no one makes any money right in the apocalypse, so there would finally be like wage equality. 
Socialist. It's true. <laughs> Finally. Oh, I mean, thanks, you can, Obama. Uh, <laughs> unless you can like only loot like seventy percent of what a man can loot. <laughs> That's probably true, actually. Yeah, which is actually going to be an issue. <laughs> yeah, right. You like you like you rob people. And like, well, I'm not going to give you all my money. I'm going to give you seventy percent of my money because I'm pretty sexist. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, uh, if you want to play the game of top five, top five, go to Facebook.com/slash/weep <laughs> or Twitter at read underscore weep right now tell us the one thing that you want to hear about next week's topic which is of course freaky friday with jennifer lowen uh so tell us your one thing right now and you could be included in next week's game sorry who is jennifer lowen what did i say <laughs> jennifer Le- lopez is <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> you want me to do the whole thing a third time uh starring, no. starring Lindsay lowen <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's remake of Freaky Friday that's coming up next week. Uh, you guys, uh, we have to do the second half of our compliment sandwich now, so we're going to go in reverse order of the way we started, which means, Chris, you are up first. What is your minor compliment for Going Home by Angry oh, American? So, uh, my comment, even though we know that Sarge is the worst and he's this awful... <laughs> he's a D-bag. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for... Uh, I think this book had some unintentional unintentionally sexy scenes in it or maybe it was just the version that that i was listening to oh. um but i actually have a clip for you guys Ooh, wow. yeah old school yeah yeah kicking it old school but um i thought that this was kind of a sexy little moment sarge looked over at them after depositing his load in the bed oh. either you do it or i'll do it for you uh. you won't like it if i do it he said After their hands were freed, the two men reluctantly started to undress. You two are going to get in the bed with them, one on either side. Then, I'm going to cuff you two together to make a dipshit sandwich. Your body heat will warm them up. Now get in there, Sarge replied. With the two men now stripped of their skivvies, he ordered them into the bed. Nut to butt, boys, nut to butt. It's the best thing I can do for now. Wait a second. I feel like we're going to either... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I feel like on one end of that, they're gonna end up. Uh, they're gonna run out of butts or nuts, right? <laughs> like, like yeah. you can't. One yeah, you Jen can't. Is gonna not be touching, but basically. No, you, you'd have to go is, nut to uh, butt to butt, a... or right? It'd be like nut to butt nut. and then butt to butt. <laughs> it's butt to nut, to butt. To I don't know, nut, man. To... Shit. I so like, count so you know how there's a yeah. nutter butter? But this is Sarge. <laughs> oh God. So this is where there's a guy suffering from hypothermia of the three men that they captured. And so they're actually – Sarge is actually saving their lives. But without a lot of context, that just sounds like bad gay softcore porn, right? I, I mean I'm not going to be like the one to judge how good or bad it is. Yeah, I – Okay. I, I, I hope someone there enjoyed that. I mean, the only gay softcore porn that I'm familiar with is that was that vampire show we watched. And oh yeah, that oh, was short. Yeah, that Don was Dante's Cove. Dante's Cove. Yeah, that's what we should have chanted after that. I mean, and that one was pretty fun. And this is not as good as that, but it feels unfair to say this is bad gay softcore porn since I only have one other thing to compare it to. It's sort of like uh, this could be average and that could have been great, or that could have been bad and this was really bad, or that was good and this is mediocre. I don't know. This could have been the best. I don't know. Well, besides yeah, Dante's okay, Cove. Let's just say workmanlike and or business-like. Okay. <laughs> Yaleman. Yaleman. Just like yeah, A. American's yeah. preferred writing style. Yes. Yeah. Workmanlike, slightly homoerotic. Yeah. But also yeah. real homophobic. But I did enjoy the yeah. uh, the clearly unintentional uh, little hint of uh, something else going on there. Yeah. How many? Here's a question, guys. How many people would you need to make the whole circle of nut to butt? <laughs> Like depends like on the size of the guys. yeah, it depends on the width, really, because it's like Aver- the angle you can get. Workman like people, average, <laughs> average. Well, I would say uh, about eight and a half. <laughs> Great, <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> I that reminds me, I I was uh, in a coffee shop the other day, and I heard two guys arguing over which was deeper, balls deep or knee deep. And oh uh, my gosh, it just it really depends on what direction you enter. I think. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what to do with that. Moving I'm on. Gonna... <laughs> like they were what just about neck deep. They... Well, like, the guy was like, he was just at the counter and he was like, "Oh man, I'm balls deep in quarters here." And then the guy goes like, "I would have said knee deep. Is that deeper?" 
and then they had discussion. <laughs> I guess well, they're equivalent. Yeah, if you're standing in the quarters, both yeah. deep is deeper. Is deeper, I right? Don't... Yeah. Let's just leave this be. <laughs> We're it not really going to get any answers on here. On Only more questions. Configuration of the quarters. All right. Continuing backwards, uh, my minor compliment. I, I went to the guy's website because I was curious. And the entire website is like late 90s bulletin board software. Uh, I'm sure it is. And, He's yeah. an IT guy. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, right, yeah. That <laughs> that part made me laugh out loud when the guy was like, I'm an IT guy. Like, You're, yeah, that's not what you are. Um, there's no way. But uh, the, the website is so old, and it just it got me – it reminded me of all these uh, – all these good times I had on like uh, BB board bulletin boards over the years that no longer exist, and like what a fun time it was with like goofy buttons and signatures and animated avatars, and it just reminded me of a simpler time, which is what yeah, preppers want to yeah. do. Yeah, more goofy buttons. <laughs> the goofy nuts to goofy buttons. <laughs> what about hypertext that you could totally click on? Yeah, it's I I I miss. Uh, oh, what is it? Is V bulletin? I think is what it's actually in. Uh, continuing backwards, Chris has already gone. Ezra, minor compliment. Uh, so I can actually relate to part of this book because over the weekend I uh, had like a CPR and first aid train, and I feel way more smug now. <laughs> uh, yeah, good for you. Because like you guys, like I could have a heart attack right now, and I would save my life and not have to like ask for government handouts. Yeah. You know, I was like a, I was doing like a get to know you exercise with a group of people the other day, and we played two truths and a lie. And one guy, one of his truths was he had saved somebody with uh, with the Heimlich, and I, that's kind of like I want that under my belt. I want that as a bucket list item. Is I want to just save ride around someone. under the belt and then like you know squeeze a couple times. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, I want. just hang out just outside a lobster restaurant. Exactly. And, like, just I just wait like, until you hear somebody bang on the glass. If I'm getting close to the end, somebody bring me to a bunch of lobster restaurants so I can finally get that in before I die. It's like it's like like Alex Falcone's uh, like lobster eating competition. No chewing allowed. <laughs> yeah, no, no chewing. And I'm just walking up behind you. I'm ready anytime now. <laughs> you could be faster. It would be nice. I'm glad you're CPR trained. I I don't want to have to use all of that, but Heimlich feels like it's doable. Yeah. Um, what I learned also. So the song used to be you're supposed to do it to um, to like staying alive because it's like 100 beats per minute, but. Uh, they now want 120 beats per minute, so I had to look up all the songs that are doing that. So my song now is Kesha's TikTok. Oh. Don't stop wow. that heart. Keep it beating by doing this thing. <laughs> it's perfect. The lyrics fit perfectly. 120 is also Star Spangled Banner. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, that, that, Time for a mashup. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to save you okay if they come with my magic singing. knowledge. <laughs> da, 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 da. Anyway. Uh, all right. Awesome. I love it. Sarah, that leaves you. What's your minor compliment? My minor compliment is that a Gary American uh, invented a whole new type of narrator for this book. <laughs> third person the goes wherever person he needs. Omniscient asshole. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. so for for this was like a twelve hour audiobook, right? So for most of for the first three quarters of it, uh, it was just first person with Morgan, who's not a fun person to yes. hang out with, but he's at least consistent. Then out of nowhere and with no, <laughs> it's just it switches partly <laughs> to Thad, third person. Yeah. Yeah. Then it switches to Sarge third person. So for the whole last part of the book, it's going between first person with Morgan, and then with no warning, it'll switch to Sarge or Thad on their adventure. I was but like, I was thinking about why, this. I have a theory. How does he know this? I have a theory about mm-hmm. this, which Get is my that toes. my theory is that we say omniscient, and we assume that someone who is third person omniscient would use that power to stay omniscient. But if you our omniscient, you have the power to be in the first person. That's part of your... Mm. You have all the powers. You're omnipowerful. So he's, yeah. he's so omniscient, he's using that to only know a limited number of things. Um, to never jump in time in yeah. the stories when he jumps. He has stories picking up mid-handshake, the handshake <laughs> that was started the time they left off before. 
<laughs> See, Hath, you kind of accidentally painted like a really weird word picture for me because when you said like omniscient asshole, I kind of figured like <laughs> like Sauron's like glowing eye, but like a butthole. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, after I had just taken the most satisfying dump in the world. <laughs> oh no! And and you know, gotten back into that chaw. this is my point from earlier is that what the venn diagram you have to be in has to be prepper it has to be crazy conservative it has to be very gullible and it also has to be like hearing about this dude's dumps okay but here's the crazy thing like four stars on audible like and on goodreads too like jane austen gets like three and a half stars on a good day Well, God, great, she Jane Austen should have written more about the Bennett sisters' dumps than maybe we'd still be <laughs> That's talking what I've been about saying. her. In the she, same as, sentence exactly as A. Gary American, our finest author. She also gets as, yeah, she's I a woman. Exactly what this is. So she gets yes. 70% as many stars. <laughs> well, that oh, actually makes sense. It's what we deserve. Well, all this is, is that the marketing and the coding and all the, all the pitches of this book, I think, were so on target to its intended demographic that anyone besides us who reads or listens to this book is already self-selecting into the culture of, I like packing and hearing about other people packing, and I don't <laughs> mind hearing about dumps. I Actually, I like that you call it packing instead of prepping now, because it is, it is sort of like when I'm going on a little business trip, and I'm like, I'm going to pack the nice shirts, and I'm going to take these that are my favorite t-shirts, and I'm going to put them in this little case, and I'm going to put my bathroom stuff in the bathroom case. It is kind of, all right, I see it. I'm mostly a prepper now. (laughs) I see the appeal. That is it for our show, you guys. Thank you for joining us. Next week, we're going to be talking about Freaky Friday, starring Lindsay Lohan. And we had it was it was time for another freak it was time for another uh, foreign bodies. It's the last of foreign bodies month, and we put it to a vote of our meat buddies and Freaky Friday, the Jennifer the fuck, Lindsay Lohan version, won handily, and so that's the one we're gonna do. There's a lot of great nominations, a lot of other stuff I wish we could watch, but we're gonna watch Freaky Friday. Can't wait. That'll be the end of foreign bodies month. This one was less foreign than I bodies than I had expected. It was more like. Just or domestic bodies. Yeah. yeah, it was very domestic bodies, but uh, it was a good effort. And we, I'm, really, I'm really glad we didn't do this for Love Month. <laughs> it, was on the, it was on the table. At one he point. does love his kids more than any yeah. other human life, but not as much as he loves his pack. No, right. Mm. Uh, which, yeah, by the way, you can see pack. pictures of at Angry American Theme Ramblings Blog. Whatever uh, his his blog's got pictures of the pack, including the famous grill, which I'm not that impressed with. It looks like a wire shelf. Everybody is in love with that grill. They're the biggest outdoorsman boner for that grill. In the book. Uh, awesome. Anyway, uh, so that's next week on Ford Bodies Month. Uh, once again, thank you to our newest meat buddy who fell out of the pipe this week, Mary O'Leary. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I hope you like your power of cool pockets. Go, go, gadget pockets. Uh, and if you want to become a meat buddy, you can for as little as $1 a month. Your donation will really help keep the show floating down the tracks. Redestrict.com slash meat buddies. We'd also appreciate if you re- review us on iTunes. Thanks for being here at C. Walter Smith. Uh huh. And thanks for being here, Ezra. Yeah. And at Sarah Hathaway, talking about her little her Mother's Day projects and. And improvising at IO, the new one, the new IO. Yeah. yeah, there's a new one. Good job, IO. It's new. There's it's it's still just one building. It's just one, but it's, it's just moved. It's yeah. beautiful. Hmm. It's much bigger. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I this this was a really it, um, enlightening. It was. Book. I'm so sorry. Ah, this was a sad it's one. It's okay. You know, it's all right. I. I just got treated to BMX bandits. They can't all be BMX bandits. They, it, that's <laughs> if there was a motto to our show that wasn't no refunds, it would be they can't all be BMX bandits. They can't all be BMX bandits. Or I, I, I don't like the double B's, so it can't. They can't all BMX bandits. <laughs> uh, all right, yes, that's exactly. it. We'll talk to everybody next week. Hopefully, the next thing you have to do with us, Sarah, will not be so bad. Bye. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I'm a soldier in the